right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Monica? Present. Katie? Present. Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. (laughs) Oh, hey, Katie. Oh, hey, Monica. Happy first day of school. It's great to see you on our first day of school. Well, here we are. School of life. School of life. That's right. Never ends. Everybody is posting their first day of school pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of happy faces, full lunch boxes, bright tennies. Yeah, all the um, essentials. Exactly. Yep. They're not really the essentials. What's really essential is within. It's so true. Happiness, positive attitude. Willingness Uh, to learn. Yeah. Enough sleep. Curiosity. Your glasses. Confidence. (laughs) Your glasses aren't within. A a cute cute outfit. Oh, gosh. I got distracted. I wish. Well, some people's glasses are within. Mine aren't. Some people are born with that shit. Mine are external, too. Yeah, I got my lenses. Yeah, you look good. (laughs) I helped you pick those out. They're real cute. You did help me pick these. Mm -hmm. They've been serving me right this year. Yep. Speaking of this year... It's um that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen, where even if you're not enrolled in school and if you don't have school-age children, you still potentially feel that itch of, I really wish I had some school supplies. Yeah. My mom um, used to send me school supplies in college. She still buys school supplies. I will find ruled whole three whole paper and cabinets like stacks of it and you can see amount. that there's like many years that are older and she then should they donate get that to uh, right here right now we should make that our notebook you're paper. right you're right she can't help Maybe it we though. should get mom on that project to make us some right here right now writing notebooks out of hey, her paper and school supplies that's a great idea that could be fun for our mom she's got highlighters and pens and all i mean it's just crazy mom i love you she wants to help you with your homework so bad yeah only you have some just be my baby girl again come on i every year get no matter i mean i don't have kids i'm not enrolled in school but i still feel like i want to buy a new notebook i'm gonna buy a new pack of pens i bought a new pack of pens (laughs) you feel like it and you did i did yep yeah and part of me i think it's this habitual conditioning i've had since we started school as five-year-olds but I really want to start learning something new also around this time of year. I get an itch to set myself up for a a new learning program. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's something like I'm just going to read this what type of book? Um this Self, like how to book. Self-help yeah. book. Yeah. You know, I didn't <laughs> want to sound self-helpy, but yeah. <laughs> They're not that's like motivational. The They're name. more like yeah. motivational. Yeah. Like, like or education to uh, hack your life to make mm-hmm. life more awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what self-help means to me. Yeah. Help yourself. Yeah. Why not? That's really what all school supplies are meant to do is just to set us up for success in the year. And we've been training for that since, well, you know, some of us have been fortunate enough to be training for that since we were five to be in the school system and 
able to learn. And with that privilege, it is such a privilege. Sometimes mm-hmm. we take that for granted over here and, you know. It's true. We do. And we also probably take for granted the amount of school supplies that are available, dorm room supplies. I mean, it's absolutely crazy to walk into the stores and to see how much stuff there is geared toward getting people to get ready to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy when we, you know, whether we finish high school and we're done with our education or we go off to college, I think when those degrees are finalized, it's easy to get in the mindset of, okay, I'm set now. It's done. Right. I'm ready for life and kind of forget that learning mindset that you were talking about that kind of itches you on. Yeah, that really hopefully will never truly end. Mm -hmm. It will just be this ongoing process and evolution of ourselves that we're constantly developing in this new and better version. Yeah, I love the idea that at 80 I could choose to learn something entirely Mm -hmm. new that it – in my 30s, I can pick something up and say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm a total novice and I want to take a leap and see if I can't figure this thing out. And yep. there's just so many options and arenas for us to learn. I love that. We're so lucky. We are so lucky. I'm so glad to be in that mindset. From that lucky mindset, we have developed a very useful first day of school toolkit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cute. <laughs> You're going to like it. You're going to love this. So we're going to need you to get out your uh, old backpack mm-hmm. and start Here. packing it full of these very helpful new items for your first mm-hmm. day of school. Some of these items might sound familiar, things you've already used and um, probably think you know the meaning of, but we wanted to add on a creative layer to packing your backpack with what um, the real essentials you'll need to get through this school of life. That's right. We're all trying to float through and get good grades. <laughs> yeah, or something. I'm actually trying to fail some of the classes. We'll get to that later. We will. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but it does. You'll figure it out. That's how we learn. Well, we've talked about it a little bit before. Yeah, failure is part of life. Yeah. Anyway, back to our backpack. Yeah. We are going to stuff it full of lots of items. One being a highlighter. Because we want to be able to highlight the good stuff in life so that we can easily reference it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Illuminate the things that you want to remember. There's so much information offered, but really it's up to us to say what works for me and what I want to stick with an imprint that I'm just going to light this sentence up and mm-hmm. really live this one sentence because it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. It's important. Mm-hmm. Something else you might want to make sure you have in your backpack is scissors. A very discerning pair of scissors to help you cut out the stuff that's not serving you. That's right. If the teacher's style is just not working for you, you know, if you're just in the school of life, you don't have to stay in that classroom. You can get up, walk away, cut that out of what's going on. Or maybe... The classroom isn't the problem. Maybe it's your attitude, mister. And you need to take a moment and say, you know what? I need to cut it out myself. This is – they're just trying to help. This is a lesson that I cannot avoid learning. Maybe I've been presented with it multiple times because I I haven't learned it yet and I need to be presented with it. They say that that's what happens to us. Go ahead and get out your – Get out your Fiskars and, you know, start chopping, my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the scissors are going to cut the bad stuff out, but we also need an eraser Mm -hmm. because we need to remember that we're going to make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but that they're not permanent 
and that we can move on. You can reset your scene anytime. Yep. Even if it seems like it was left this way and it's just can't be fixed, there's always a clean slate. Which brings us to having paper in your backpack to begin with because you definitely need that blank sheet of paper. If you don't have any, Janie has some. Katie's yeah. mom. She can hook you, you can up. You can call her anytime. She can send you some. But you're going to need that blank slate. You're going to need to be able to fill it up with all sorts of notes and mm-hmm. make some lists, create schedules, mm-hmm. tell new stories. That's right. Write down instructions. And you're definitely going to need your pen to write on that paper mm-hmm. and to make sure that you're able to participate in your writing exercise. Yeah, that's extremely essential. Yes. And make it a pen that you like. I think it's really important to have a good pen. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like it has to be expensive or anything, but um, take some time to experiment with different types of pens. Like, are you a gel pen? Are you a rollerball? Mm. Are you a straight rollerball all the way? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, are you going, only calligraphy? Are you going back to the 1800s, getting out yes. your feather, you know? Find what pen works for you. What's your, what's your trademark color? You know, are you a purple writer? Do you like to write in green only? Is your job such that you have to write in black and that just like pings you? But so maybe you should have a pink pen in your purse or your car that you don't, you know, you don't always have to write in black. Set yourself up to write in some varieties of colors. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of colors, we're going to need a pack of crayons because we need to be able to color our lives. We need to make it extremely vibrant. We need to stand out in the crowd because we're out to have fun. The list of school supplies usually says that the pack of crayons is minimally 12 pack but i'd say go for the 64 i'm pack. definitely i was there before it you said comes it. with a sharpener on the side usually so that's worth it in and of itself because the tool of sharpening is also very important to mm-hmm. have in your knapsack that's right wait i thought we were filling a backpack aren't they the same thing are they I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like a knapsack is on a stick. Well, that's just like a hobo <laughs> sack. Well, we'll have to look into that. We will. Yeah. Our knapsacks. We'll let you guys know next episode. Specific to. Or you could write us. You could yeah. let us know. Knapsack. <laughs> Put it in your. Have we gotten to the end of bag. our list? No, we also need to pack glue sticks. All right. So glue sticks, we had two meanings and we liked them both and so i think katie's is best yeah i said you need the glue stick stick so that you can glue your lips together and listen Mm -hmm. which is essential if you want to stick with a pal and collaborate which is what i said Mm -hmm. you're gonna need to listen to your friend and not just if a collaboration isn't all my ideas and you help me out a collaboration is collaborative hey what do you think let's compromise Mm mm-hmm Let's let both of our ideas shine yeah, here. Stick together. Yeah. Glue it all on the same page. So yeah, that glue stick. And it also helps you make really fun cards for your friends mm-hmm. if you have them. Friends, if that is. If you have cards or friends. <laughs> friends. Which is something you can't fit in your backpack, but would be helpful to take with you to school. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't have one, you can make one. And it's right 
in the mirror. It's you. You could be your own friend. That's a big takeaway I want you to know. Or you could have an imaginary friend. Yes, but it's but it really still comes important from your mind. for you to be your own friend yeah. first. That is. Not and to that's disregard a, that's that. That's a tough task some days. Right. right. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be your friend, is anyone going to want to be your friend? We're no. going to leave that long pause in there because <laughs> it's a heavy one. It's a heavy it question. Is. It is. Yeah. Be the friend you want to have mm-hmm. and all the friends will be your friend. Powerful words. <laughs> write that down. Yeah. With your pen and your paper that you already got ready. Or you could write it with your crayon. It's questionable. Mm-hmm. So with all that in mind, to prepare for your first day of school. So now we've filled up your backpack with all these useful items. And we need to make sure that we get a good night's sleep. Yes. Before your first day of school. It is essential. I had, I have a lot of really anxious memories associated with the night before the first day of school. Any first day of school, you know, you try to plan your outfit and you make your lunch and you kind of set yourself up for not making decisions the next morning because you're already so nervous. But I could never fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Like I have a few vivid memories. Probably I was before sixth and like before middle school grade and before high school where I don't think I slept all night and I was just so nervous wreck. Yeah. Why? And what were we so fearful yeah. of? Because it was new and – but it wasn't new. It was seemingly – it was really still the same thing. We had been used to it. It's just this – there was so much change in that time of our lives, I guess, as you're a child growing up each year really feels like – I mean, a whole new world. You yeah, know. and you know, your t- you met your teacher a couple of weeks before, and you don't have your best friend with you. You're she's in the other class, and mm-hmm. who am I going to know? And I moved every four years, so that was, and I was extremely shy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I have such crazy memories of being so scared of meeting new people, and yeah, that was really intense. So mm-hmm. I definitely remember those sleepless nights, and in my adult life. And I'm sure my mom did this for me. I look back now and think I probably was drinking the chamomile tea and taking the warm bath. But we think it's so important to prepare yourself for that good night's rest. And this, I know we're talking about first day of school, which is kind of our fun, silly topic, but this is really applicable for first days of work, for... um First day of a new mindset, like I'm going to start this tomorrow. I'm going to have this attitude tomorrow. Just even for just like a Monday... A Monday, you could, um, you know, use this on a Sunday evening after a really fun weekend to help you wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like drinking chamomile tea, taking a warm bath, uh, journaling, making sure you turn off your phone and uh, don't watch TV for like an hour before bed. Ooh, I'm guilty of not doing that one. Um, but research does show, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get your sleep. Uh, eight hours seriously for adults is best. Which sounds crazy, I know, but that's what the Doesn't research sound shows. Crazy to me. And I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about um, the importance of sleep, and they were saying that so many people think they can just get four hours, and they call themselves like I don't know minimalist sleepers or something. But the percentage of people that actually function that way, it's tiny. So all these people are like convincing themselves they can get by on none, and they're probably just real stressed out. Their cells aren't having enough time to repair. Their body is probably not functioning at the most optimal levels that it could. Imagine how much more focused and thorough they'd be if they slowed down Mm -hmm. and took some sleep time. 
Oh, another thing I think that was the same podcast was about um, social jet lag, like the idea that you go to bed Monday through Thursday nights around the same time, but then on Friday night, Saturday night, you're staying up way late and then Mm -hmm. you're sleeping in way late, even if it's just two hours later, that it really is causing you that it's almost like you flew from the East Coast to the West Coast for the weekend and that that really does impact us. And that's crazy to think about because I am a huge, I mean, I'm staying up till midnight almost every night on the weekends. Yeah. So. That's true. Good sleep is really important, I mm -hmm. think, too, for, I mean, at any age, any reason, like even if you don't have a big day tomorrow, like you should still get really good sleep tonight because – you're going to be a nicer person to yourself, and that's going to make you a nicer person to other people if you're well rested. Which are going to make other people nicer people to you. Exactly. It's like a huge, awesome and cycle. And to other people, and so it'll just ripple. From you getting enough sleep, everyone will feel really sleepy. <laughs> 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 just kidding, obviously. That was what that laugh was to indicate, that that was a big good joke. That was a good joke, Monica. <laughs> 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 One of the other things I like to do to get good sleep is read a fiction book. Mm-hmm. I have I love to read. I read a lot and I have uh usually three or four books I'm in at the time at one time. And they all serve kind of different purposes. One is usually like little anecdotes or like a poem type book I'm focusing on, something quick to get through. One is a fictional book I like to read before bed. One is motivational, self-helpy, as we've talked about. Help mm-hmm. selfie. Help I think selfie. we should talk about. I think we should switch that verbiage. Um, and, you know, whatever else, something that's trying to get into my rotation, there's always that extra book, too. So back pick me, to... Pick me, pick me, Exactly. And I will. I'll get to you. I have a lot of reading to do. I'm going to get to you. But the uh, Before Bed book I like to pick is as fictional because I don't get my brain wrapped up in my story with it. It's not about me learning something or helping myself or being inspired. It's just this other story. It's like someone's telling me a bedtime story. And that's probably where it came, came from. That's probably where it comes from, why it feels so natural. But that really lulls me to sleep. And mm-hmm. I just love a good book that you can just like pick right back up that next night and you're excited for those two pages, but it really is just going to put you to sleep. Yes. It's amazing what reading can do. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a really, really good book and then you can't put it down and you're like, just one more chapter, mom. Mm-hmm. That's Talking definitely... to my inner, inner mom, <laughs> the one yes. that's telling me what to do all the time that I ignore. Yeah. And I, speaking of books, can't believe we haven't brought up our weekend. I know. It was magical. We had a really magical weekend. Uh, Sally, our good friend from Corpus, Monica and I traveled to Galveston to surprise our great friend Marissa for her birthday. And we had an awesome day uh, hanging out with her and surprised her. It was great. And we also went to one of her favorite bookstores down in Galveston. And the four of us are all having a wonderful time looking at all the awesome books. There's a ton of self-helpy books there, um, all sorts of good stuff. And of all the books in this store, this is so woo-woo and it's so perfect. Sally, thank you. Um, I, this really pretty green book popped off the shelf into my hands. I'm looking through it. You know, you, as you get the book off the shelf, like I judged it by its cover should does it have good content i'm kind of looking through it i'm like this book seems awesome i turn around and lo and behold sally is standing directly behind me casually looking over my shoulder at the shelves 
and she has the same book that I have in my hand tucked in her arm. It's <laughs> like, are you serious? She's Out like, oh my gosh, all the books. that book just jumped into my arms and I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, well, clearly I am too. That is so cool. I loved that so much. I can't wait to get into it. Yes, I love that too. And that feeling when you're in a bookstore, there's so much potential to be inspired by. There's all these other humans' life's work surrounding you, these stories that they mm-hmm. have spent, you know, so many, so many of us, a lot of people I know have a dream to want to write a book one day, you know, that's on a lot of people's bucket list. And all the people in the bookstore they have gotten it. to check that off. They did that. And that's so neat to get to walk around and see all of those works at completion, like affirming that it's possible to do what sometimes seems the impossible. And often, too, when I find myself in a bookstore, I can't help but have this negative consumer thought that's, I wonder if I could get this cheaper on Amazon. And I was like, shame on you, Monica. How is this sweet little bookstore going to stay open if that's everybody's line of thinking? Let me look it up and see if I can get it cheaper through Prime. No, no, I, I almost did it on the first book I wanted to buy. And I was like, who the hell do you think you are? No, man. Amazon didn't tell you about this book. This store did. You yeah, need to honor that and tell this so store, true. thank you for giving me this book. Mm-hmm. So um, the next, I had a lot of thoughts in this bookstore, but there was another thing about how often now, too, I won't buy a book because I think, well, I can search that topic on the internet. I can learn all that stuff that Especially they've learned. like cookbooks. Uh-huh. I have a hard time wanting to buy a cookbook. How-to books. Any compilation of like types of things. I'm like, well, I can learn about that on my own. But this on your own thing is a rabbit hole of wasted time. And, you know, you let the internet tell you kind of the dictated way. You know, you just That's click, so click, true. click. Here I am now. It's telling me this story. But if you take the book that some other human took time to orchestrate and put together this is going to give you a clear and concise bundle of information and it's a much more like enjoyable process yes and like this resource that's more packed uh what's concise it's like compacted together you're not going to potentially go down a crazy rabbit hole and not get to a conclusion and it's almost like maybe the thought of like listening to one song out of the album like you don't get to hear the whole idea like you can get a lot of ideas and just like kind of the internet kind of can pick through those things which i love Mm -hmm. but you know yeah and then i can almost think the same thing about just being inside of the bookstore how i i do i'm guilty of doing a lot of that research online, but then you don't get that pleasure of opening it up, thumbing through it. This one's not for me. Put it back on the shelf. You're looking at other people's reviews on the book Mm, rather than your own perception. It's like there is a lot of negative that can come from that whole internet mindset. And the flip through of the book too gives you the the taste of um, the formatting. For that to me has a lot. Like how do they set their chapters? How do they designate the shift in the topic like what is it that they're gonna those little things really is what almost sells me more on a book than the I mean of course the content matters but I really get drawn to buy because of those little details that set this thing apart and mm-hmm. I, I you don't get that on the internet either I mean I guess to a degree the website looks a certain way or whatever but when you're on Wikipedia and you're going down the rabbit hole it's all gonna look the same and nothing like that is formatted to be more appealing or highlight certain things mm-hmm. I just think that's so can be overlooked in our media 
today that these books are this ancient bound collection of somebody's masterwork and and to think that that you can pick one up and let someone speak to you that's been dead for 300 years like that's and it's an intimate conversation they're talking directly to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) such a neat and you can clip like i don't like that close it close it up (laughs) (laughs) and we're done here yeah (laughs) but then you know you're gonna come back yeah probably maybe my grandmother used to tell me that she uh, wouldn't read the bad words. She'd like read Nora Roberts books and she'd like her, she said, my eyes don't process the bad words. It's funny that you said that. I meant to bring this up when we talked about big magic, but my copy I got from Half Price Books and it had every time she wrote the word fucking, which wasn't very many, but every time fucking was in there, it was crossed out. Really? The like previous just reader crossed out or like high, like pen, markered out? Pen crossed out. Like they were just reading with the ballpoint pen and it was just, you could grab it. It's right behind you. You could check it out. But that is funny. Every time F word was there, it got blocked. No out. other words. Just I don't that think one. so. She didn't really use it, wasn't really that cussy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I can't there think were, of there any were other. There were a few poignant. Maybe F-bombs. there was a shit. I don't remember, but I, I know the few poignant F bombs were blacked That's out. That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> thinking, I wonder if some mom read it first and was like, okay, 14-year-old, you can read it now. But it's just like the censorship made it more obvious. Right. Like I knew for sure what she was bought. And also you could still see the word. <laughs> like what did that do? That's hilarious. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you know, a little odd that somebody chose to do that. But that is something that's really great, you know, that when we're reading, we don't have to, we don't have to absorb everything. I don't, we don't... have to let you talk to me like that. mm <laughs> I don't like this scene. I've got a Sharpie, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> well, I guess she'd be like, I got a Sharpie, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> and up. I'm going to also highlight all the real sweet things. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Cut out the stuff I don't need. Mm-hmm. Highlight what I like. That's right. It cool. is important to look at everything like that. And paste the rest together. Yeah. Just paste it. There's going to be a lot of offerings, and it's up to us to determine what works for us that's right so what school supplies do we still need some kleenex in case you needed to put a little boogie in it that's right or cry mm-hmm. <laughs> yep in the bathroom stall or avoid uh all the people at lunch and just go to the back and call your mom on the payphone mm-hmm. i never did that I moved around a lot. You I said to, I was shy. You had to use a payphone. That's my takeaway from that. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, before I had a cell phone, for sure. Uh-huh. That's, That's true. Sweet. I did. Aww. And speaking of that, with that in mind, thinking of myself at a new school, my sophomore year, in a huge school, mind you, and not knowing a single soul, I really did sit alone. Uh, during lunch, I didn't have any friends. I would not let my mom pack my lunch. I'd go to the front um, and made sure to stand in line because I could take like eight minutes of time out of the 30. I would go and eat quickly and then I'd go to the back and call my mom. It was probably my routine for like the first two weeks. And then some really nice senior girls came and told me they saw me sitting alone and they asked me to be their friend. That's so good. Yeah. And I wish I could go back and talk to myself then and tell me that everything, tell myself that everything's going to be okay because it sure didn't feel like it at the time. I've come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that ties into something I wanted to talk about about the first day of school, which is being okay with and learning how to fail properly. I wish that these were all my ideas, but I just listened to an awesome you podcast. Mean I have to fail properly too. Yeah. 
You do. Um, I wish I could give cred to myself, but I'm going to give cred to who it belongs to, which is um, a new podcast I've been listening to. Really great podcast called The Life Coach School. Speaking of school, look at that. Hey. Anyway, she talks about learning to fail and how it's really important in our society to learn how to do things poorly. Not only that, but that she gives you a goal of learning of once a month doing five things that you're pretty sure you're going to fail at. She's not talking about, I'm going to sign up for this class. I'm never going to go. I'm never going to do the homework and I'm going to fail. She's talking about, I'm going to sign up for this class. I don't know if I can figure it out. I'm a little bit scared. It's outside of my comfort zone. Maybe like starting a yoga class. Yes. I'm going to put all my work into it. I'm going to do my best, but I might fail and that's Mm -hmm. going to be okay. Or doing this uh, writing exercises that's on this weird podcast you listen to. Yeah, and you haven't done it yet, and you're kind of freaked out by it. Yeah. And they Mm. seem to do it so well. Mm, My story probably won't be as good. Well, guys, our stories, they're not that great. Yeah, we think that every week. That's what I'm And second of all, uh, we've been doing it for 30 weeks in a row. This is episode 30. Sometimes, though, I feel like my first story was better than the one I wrote yesterday, though. So it's not like I'm guaranteeing I'm getting better at anything or expecting that. Right. But the point of the failure is to try again. Yeah. The master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. That's right. It's true every time. An example she gives of this failure, which I found awesome, and I was actually trying to think of another example in life. I'm sure they're out there. But she gives an example of the toddler learning to walk and that in falling, he uses his quads to push himself back up and that that pushing up momentum is what gives his quads the strength to learn to walk. He wouldn't be able to learn to walk if it weren't for the fail, Mm -hmm. for the fall, Mm -hmm. which I just thought was so awesome. And I just think it's really important for us to remember that in life, it's really easy to stay in our comfort zone and never cross over but we're not that's not where the learning happens and that's not where the magic happens we've Mm got to have that confidence to spread our wings and know that your muscles for those wings will develop over time and the the wings will become easier to spread it will feel more natural to fly and that is another perfect example in life those birds have to falter before they can fly for sure yeah, get that strength up, build that muscle memory. Yeah, and do it a couple speaking times. Speaking of the birds that are learning to fly, like if you're in the nest, like not only are you having to like, okay, I'm gonna. Mom says I'm supposed to just jump out of this nest. Okay, so tweet tweet, edge of the nest, looking down, baby wings. That's really scary. That's like, really doesn't scary. really know if his wings work yet, and he's got to just jump. And she's like, just jump, and it's gonna happen on the way down. You won't know it until you jump. And, and that's. Part of our advanced intelligence is that those birds don't really have the fear of Mm -hmm. death, the fear Mm -hmm. of falling. We have all these fears and all these worries and all these concerns that have been legitimate for hundreds of thousands of years as we've evolved. And guys, we just aren't cave people anymore. No. (laughs) No. Well, sometimes we are. Yeah. Yeah. I still am, actually. Let me take that back. We don't have the threats of a cave person. Yeah. Exactly. Cave women. So we can let down some of those super conditioned guards that are just innate feeling, but we can start to step back from that and say, are you really serving me or do I need to get my scissors out of my backpack and cut it out? Yeah. Was I really doing myself a service by calling my freaking mom on the payphone or should I just gone over to the next table and say hey can I sit here because what are they going to do they could reject me I'm not going to die 
I'm not going to like, um, but possibly disintegrate just to defend the destiny that you've clearly already lived out to this beautiful bloom. But um, had you not called your mom those two weeks, those nice girls wouldn't have noticed and they wouldn't have come over and they wouldn't have invited you to their table and you wouldn't have made friends with them. However, had you just gone on to that table next door and forced yourself in, they probably would have been a table of serial killers and they could have actually killed you and you might have actually died. So yeah, that's the way it happened from a place is the of, best um, way. The well, way it happened is the best yeah. way. Monica doesn't watch too many serial killer podcasts. Watch, listen to well, too you many called serial out killer that you podcasts. thought you wouldn't die, but I'm just saying there was a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. I should have just stayed alone. I probably shouldn't have left my house. Well, clearly it's a good thing you stayed alone for the time frame you did because those senior girls came over and you met some really nice people because of that. And you were met, yeah. you were worked into the older kids group, which, totally. hey, yeah. you learned even more experience. And then they just left the next year and the whole cycle started oh again. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> I eventually made my own friends and I felt really weird. I was like, I'm going to go sit over here now. Oh, and you had And to, they were like, of course, Baby yes, bird, go out of the nest. Get jump, out. Fly. Use those wings. Look at her. She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet little babe. Yeah, guys. First day of school. It's intimidating. It is. I'm glad that we have several months till December. We could really improve ourselves. We could. This semester. Definitely. You could improve yourself. Say... You've been a listener for a while. Say this is your 30th episode and you've listened to our stories, but you've never taken out your pen. What if today, homework, you got some new enthusiasm, some new courage to try something new? What if you joined us on the writing exercise? It's about to happen. It so is. So if you had that backpack we were mentioning with all the supplies in it, rifle through those things and pull out the pen and paper. If you're driving in your car, you could even novel idea, pause us and get home and then continue and mm-hmm. write. Be mm-hmm. like, hang on 10 minutes, go into my room. I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to try it out. Or maybe you might go and hit that little share arrow, whatever it looks like on your platform. And send it to a creative soul in your address book that might get a kick out of this first day of school backpack episode. That's right. Back to school special. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Whatever your choice is for the day, we're going to have a writing exercise and we're excited about it. So you'll get out your supplies and your timer. The first prompt is going to be the first day of school. You might use it like a first sentence or as a feeling or however it's inspiring to you, but the first prompt will be the first day of school. As we come back, we're going to, for the first time ever, do this a new way and we're going to open pages of books near us and pick something out of it to use our second and third prompts with. So you'll understand once we get there. We don't know what we're doing yet, but we're getting there. Yeah, we're just making it up. Yeah. Trying something new. It might fail. It might fail. We'll do it better next time. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Three minute timer. First day of school. And for the second prompt from the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Perfectionism is not the key to success. And our third prompt is from 
The Well Life, a book by Brianna and Peter Borton. Obstacles make you stronger. Well, we tried something new. And we hated it. We didn't love it. We hated it. (laughs) Some of us hated it a lot. (laughs) I had a really hard time with the prompts. The last prompt in particular, I forgot. I didn't really forget to use. I was trying to get to it, and then my story took its own turn, and I did Anyway, it was frustrating for me because I got to the end of three minutes and realized I hadn't touched the prompt, which as an A student is a big trigger for me. When I don't follow the directions properly, I get frustrated with myself because I could have done it right the first time, and I didn't. It sounds like she just needs to be a little bit more okay with failing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. So I feel like my story failed, but it's fine. I bet it doesn't really matter. I bet it's not a big failure. So I think this was a perfect lesson to learn at the end of today's episode that sometimes we fuck up. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Sometimes our prompts aren't very exciting. Sometimes it's not as easy as it is on some days. Yeah. Some days it's just tough. Yeah. We just got to keep going. And with that, I'm going to share my story. Yeah, because obstacles make you stronger. Yeah, they do. Here we go. Jimmy, you're snoring again. Roll over, I said as I elbowed him in the ribs. He declared as he rolled over, the snores fading out to heavy breathing. My mind was buzzing with thoughts, fears, excitement. As Jimmy slowly escalated his breathing back to a rumble, I made my escape from my bed. Chilly, I wrapped myself up in my fluffy black robe and crept out into the living room. My blurry eyes adjusted to the lamp I had switched on, and I curled on the couch, reaching for my book. I took a few calming breaths in an attempt to ease my anxious heart. It's not that big of a deal, I told myself, lying. I had quit my day job and put nearly half of our savings into this idea. It was a huge deal. Going back to school at my age was a big decision, but I had to have courage to get through it, I thought. I opened my book and read the first line that registered, perfectionism is not the key to success. Hmm, there's a new concept. It read, you don't have to give your best work. Just put it out there. Everybody has to start somewhere. I closed the book shut and nearly jumped at the loud slam it had created. Maybe deep thoughts weren't what I needed to get to sleep at 3 a.m. I hated being awake at this hour. The silence of the house, the hum of the electronics and the air conditioning, no one to bounce ideas off of, no one to call. Oh my gosh, Tammy's in Australia. I could call her. I got excited as I dialed my older sister. She answered on the first ring. Hey, it's the middle of the night. Are you okay, little sis? Can't sleep. I I start university tomorrow. I'm afraid I may fail. Oh, babe, you got this. Obstacles make you stronger. You fail, you get back up. No, Tam, I fail and I'm out 25K. Okay, okay, she interrupted. Don't fail then. Study hard and for God's sake, get to sleep. Gee, thanks. (laughs) 
Yay. That was a good one. Thanks. I see what she meant. She said she cheated on the second prompt, and it's because she said, like, opened the book, and it read that. I yeah. See. I just, like, read it out of the book, and then I read it out of the book in my story. That was clever. Which was kind of cheating. I <laughs> don't think not. so. Are there rules to this game? No. I think that was very smart. I'm going to do it next time. <gasps> okay. Instead. There will be no next time. <laughs> we will never do it this way again. <laughs> Just kidding. We might. We would just have to create different parameters for my brain. Okay. I think I'll need a bigger farm with all these sheep, I thought to myself in frustration. (laughs) I had been counting for what felt like hours with no luck. I wondered where that old wives' tale behind counting sheep came from. I wondered why, even though I'd experienced 17 first days of school already, why this one has got me a nervous wreck. I knew why, silly, sleepy sheep counter. This was my first day to be the school teacher, and I wanted it to be perfect. So perfect, I was depriving myself of this very necessary resource. I knew deep down that perfection wasn't necessary. My years of school taught me that it really isn't even attainable anyway, so why was I getting all worked up? I had my classroom set up. I'd met my students last week. My outfit, cute but conservative, was laid out and ready to go. So what was I really scared of? I flashed back to my sophomore year, lunchtime, and all my old pain came flooding back in. I discovered the source of my sleepless fear. Who was I going to eat lunch with? I hadn't made any teacher friends yet, and I could see myself reliving some serious trauma here. Then I remembered. I'm teaching (laughs) five-year-olds, and this isn't about me anymore. My struggle will allow me to help a sad kindergartner sitting by themselves at lunch. I'll tell them that I had the same obstacle as a youngster, and look how great I turned out. Maybe they'll laugh at me because I'm eating lunch with the five-year-olds, but maybe it'll make them stronger. Either way, I need to fall asleep like now. Yeah, Monica, that was just the worst story you've ever written. Gee, how could you even come out with that? (laughs) It was really good. Well, it turned out pretty good. But I I had to give it an extra three-minute patch because I got to the end of the three-minute timer and hadn't really stuck to the assignment, which bothers me personally. So I had to rework something. I think, again, those are great lessons. When things don't go our way, we just have to rework it. Yeah. Get your scissors cut out what doesn't work get creative you might have to use your imagination no way yeah i don't like that thing it's makes me nervous oh yeah you never know what it's gonna come up with you just don't even know it's very unpredictable yeah or maybe yours is predictable in which case you should listen to all the other episodes of our podcast (laughs) and And work on mixing that up and after you listen go ahead and uh, drop us a review Mm -hmm. share us with a friend subscribe yeah whatever you do share the love right here right now bye bye right here right now